Hi, I'm Sam Sells, and welcome to my podcast, Clean Money. I'm a serial entrepreneur that has led over 2 billion development projects around the world. But the work I am most proud of is the work we do here at Wild Mountain Capital. We not only create great returns for our socially conscious investors, but we make an impact in the many communities we work in and we change lives. I like to say investing matters, and my show is to talk with everyday folks that are not only creating great success, but making an impact in society and improving the lives of others. That is my mission, and I want to share my stories and others with you. Welcome to Clean Money. Hi, I'm Sam Sells, and welcome to my podcast, Clean Money. I'm a serial entrepreneur that has led over $2 billion in development projects, but the work I am most proud of is the work we do here at Wild Mountain Capital. We not only create great returns for our investors, but we make an impact in the many communities we work in, and we change lives. I like to say investing matters, and my show is to talk with everyday folks that are not only creating great success, but making an impact in society and improving the lives of others. That is my mission, and I want to share my stories and others with you. My guest today is Maurice Philogene. Hi, Maurice. Welcome to Clean Money, and thank you for joining us. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you guys yeah. do. Yeah, my pleasure, Sam. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Maurice. Um, born in New York, raised in Boston. I'm in D.C. by way of University of Virginia nowadays. Um, in the context of clean money, I like money a lot. <laughs> I'll just we, throw that we, out there. <laughs> we like to say that to you. I like money. <laughs> I definitely like money, but I, I like it because it's a tool and you can you can use it to do a lot of good in this world. You can use it to access planet and life as we were intended. And you can use it to uplift a lot of people. So yeah, let's go get after it. Money's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. So I appreciate folks like yourself who are trying to shed positive light on it. Um, so just like you, I'm a multifamily operator. Uh, I buy and syndicate large apartment complexes or what have you, but that's just a small microcosm of who I am fundamentally as a person. Um, I am a believer in freedom, financial freedom, time freedom, geographic freedom, and mobility to experience this planet as we should. Freedom to execute on your purpose. I became a police officer later in my career to executing my purpose, if you will, and then freedom to build meaningful relationships, which I think is an important for the types of things you and I are trying to do. Because I could do good stuff uh, in the financial space. You could do stuff, good stuff in the financial space. We do it together. We'll reach a lot more people. Um, so I've always had this notion of financial freedom. I started investing in real estate in my early 20s and was buying condos in the D.C. area starting in 2002. I got up to two, I got up to 35 single family homes. Some of them appreciated significantly. So I used them to pay off others. And then I systematically used my paycheck over time for my work at a consulting firm to pay off the rest. So I found myself in 2014 with 160 grand of passive income, but with a deep desire to continue working. Because once you realize, once you have enough money to cover your basic needs, you realize that life was never about money in the first place yeah. anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, I am, as far as what I do, I, I am on this journey to help people essentially design lifestyle they don't need a vacation from, but money being one of those tools. And I use Quattro Capital to, as, as a tool to help people do that. In that, I have people come invest in our projects and what have you. And we've done 
26 apartment complexes in the last two, two and a half years. So we, we've been moving awesome. at a pretty good clip. Yeah, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So what, what um, I know a little bit about Quattro Capital, but tell, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about uh, your vision, your mission at Quattro Capital yeah. and why you guys are different. <clears throat> sure. So Quattro Capital was started actually, man, we, we started, I was, I was doing multifamily before on my own, but we started because my now partner, Erin was presenting at a real estate conference and I donated money to her charity that she was asking for donations. That $5,000 donation led to a pretty good friendship. And, um, we stayed in touch. And a few months later, she called me about sponsoring a deal for her and two of my now partners. And we closed on our first apartment complex in 2020, January, 2020. We've done 26 more since, 25 more since. So it's been a, it's been a ride. Wow. But in everything that we do, we've got four pillars around it. Hence the word quattro mm-hmm. versus people. Take care of residents, give them better quality of life. And then take care of investors. Because when someone invests 25, 50, 100 grand, that is a lot of life energy that human put into creating those dollars. You got to take that seriously. So people is the first pillar. Property is a second pillar. You won't see me near any slums or anything like that. I'm not interested in taking advantage of people. I'm interested in uplifting people. So we want to find the properties that we can truly add value to them and the community, give people a better quality of life. Third pillar is profits. I am a business. I, I, I have to make profit. You can do good while doing well, right? Mm-hmm. I can help people while making money. And I think that's the beauty of our system. And then the last piece is philanthropy, a good portion of our revenues individually and then together as Quattro as a unit goes to uh, causes, but typically in the affordable housing realm, we want to stay firmly planted there and and make a difference. And as a side note to all that, I think the biggest thing is my own personal journey of struggling all those years, working three, effectively three full-time careers for 25 years, investing in real estate self-educating at the Fairfax County Library in Virginia and aisle six around real estate and interest rate and bad debt and good debt and whatever. That was a really long road for myself. So if I can use Quattro Capital and other tools to accelerate other people's financial journey, that's what I want to do, right? So that's why I think Quattro is a little bit different. Yeah, of course we want and will make a lot of money. And that is the goal of the company but I can help people move the needle forward in their life related to life uh, and family goals. Yeah. Fantastic. There's a, there's a a lot there. um, I think that we could unpack and, and discuss. We're um, so similar in many of our views. I, you know, we like to say uh, no uh, margin, no mission, right? We can't, we can't produce. And you and I share the same uh, air force heritage um, retirees spent a significant amount of time uh, defending our nation in, in various ways and capacities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, that, as well as a police department, I was a firefighter for uh, six right years on. or so. Yeah. And uh, traveling all over the world, I've been all over the place. I know you've got me whooped on a number of, of uh, <laughs> nations you've been to. I've only been on four continents and I don't know, 30 countries. Yeah, um, many of those uh, re- many times, and it's just you know that love for freedom um, gets ingrained, and and the ability for us to make decisions and yeah. 
Um, yeah. as we, we were talking about earlier, once you get that freedom, you just don't ever want to give that away. No. And it's, it's that awareness, man. And somewhere along the line in our formal education system, when they sit us in those damn desks and they tell us to face forward and say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And they ingrain, it is ingrained in us that the goal of us going to work is to create a paycheck, get a house, get the two and a half kids, white picket fence and the dog, get the cars, get the American dream. And nowhere along the line did anyone stress the fact that you don't need a title to be free. You don't even have to have a large, massive paycheck to be free. We're spending all this time. I, don't get me wrong. I love to work. Work is very important. But I learned early on just through self-education that the goal of it actually is all freedom. So if I can get people, like I, I coach people, for example, I get them to write down their perfect day in minute, finite detail. Like I want to be in Madrid at 7 a.m. The sheer blinds are floating into the house. I smell the food. I want to work remotely from my computer. I want to work on real estate deals or I want to generate passive income or forget about real estate for, for one second, Sam, for, since real estate is not everything. It's just a tool. Right. People can have virtual jobs. Yeah. be making a decent salary and have the same freedom lifestyle as long as they don't encumber themselves with expenses or what have you. It's just that you and I recognize that assets like real estate push the needle forward faster. Um, but to your point, freedom has always been the goal for me. Um, financial time, geographic purpose and building relationships with people. Then I orient all my activities that way. And then if I can help Quattro Capital investors do the same in their own respect, whatever it means for them, then it's just a win-win for me. But yeah, man, freedom was always the goal. And even when I was working at my consulting firm, when I was asked to go into the process for being a partner, I, I turned it down. I, I was like, I don't, I don't want that. What I want is the highest pay for the least amount of time. And then I'll change that pay into something that will pay me later, which happens to be real estate. So I didn't really play the game in corporate, if you will. I just did good work. Yeah. transferred that money into something else and i and i kept it moving but freedom has always been the goal yeah and you, you can't necessarily get there um as a partner you can make a lot of money wow. but you don't have that freedom and there's i love how you said orient reminds me of the uh as a fighter pilot the the ooda loop right yeah yeah ooda loop yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got to orient yourself and i used to teach my troops this all the time i'm like what do you want to be who do you want to be and then let's let's get your life on a trajectory that takes you there. Mm -hmm. um, and along that process, you're going to make a lot of mistakes um, and you're going to have some deviations. But if you're you're on a trajectory, you set you orient yourself and in the direction that you need to go, then you know how to you can figure out you can you can plan backwards to do, figure out what do I need to do today so that I can get That's there right. in That's the right. future. And if, you, if your goal is to be a partner, that's what you want to be. And you want to work those 90-hour weeks. And, and, you know, great. That's that's great. Have that. Give your spouse and kids a high five. You don't want a spouse and kids. Uh, that's fine. You know, that's your life and your decisions. Uh, but, you know, get yourself on an orientation. I remember as a kid growing up poor myself. Yeah. When we made, when my dad finally finished his degree at 39 years old, and he started getting paid $32,000. I thought we were rich. And I thought, you know, <laughs> you know, all yeah. of a sudden we could, you know, we could go to the store and buy stuff. And I got new clothes for school that year. It's like, 
Um, but the, the mindset mentality was that if you're rich, you probably got it off the backs of the poor. And that has changed yeah. so dramatically it's, now. It's so not, you know, the, the here's the crazy thing, man. Um, okay. I've put myself in a particular financial position through a lot of hard work and trial and error and making a ton of mistakes. And, but I did okay. I just did. And I course corrected along the way. And now, like, let's say if I'm posting on social media or whatever, people will come up and say, well, you, you did that taking advantage of people. Like if I say, we've raised rent $200 over time. Someone will say, see, you're killing, you're killing people. You're, you're taking advantage. People generally don't understand that when you provide value to someone's life, they are willing to provide value back to you in the form of pay or something, some kind of value yeah. back to you, right? So nobody wants to live with 1980s puke green appliances. So if you renovate a unit, and you give someone nice stainless steel or faux stainless steel, even that just looks good or nice countertops. Like, man, instead of having puke green for 600 bucks, I get to have a place where I can have Thanksgiving and feel happy about it and comfortable for my kids. And I'm paying 825. I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. And then for that value, Sam and I, 200 unit complex going up $200 of rent a month over time. That's 480,000 in net operating income. That's an additional 8 million at a six cap or maybe more. Yeah. That's value, right? But they, and so people will be like, no, that's you raising rent on people to make money. No, it is you creating value in a lot of different ways and actually giving back to society in a meaningful way. Those things need to be renovated over time. Yeah, it's, it's easy for people to hate what they don't understand. And that's, I mean, that's how politicians get elected, right? It's yeah, us, exactly. us, us versus them. Hate, hate those people that you don't understand because they're terrible. And it was used to justify racism. It was used to justify, you know, anti, you know, I hate their religion or, you know, any, anything. I hate Republicans. I hate Democrats. I hate independents, yeah, you like know. Something. Always, always something be, right and and yeah. never is it like hey let's understand um we we just had this experience where we're providing you know washers and dryers in the unit and the lady we asked the lady who, who are putting a washer dryer in the unit like well i want you to understand that this is going to be 75 dollars more a month because it costs us a bunch of money to you know remodel the unit to put in washer dryer electric all that stuff and she said oh that's fine i i spent 150 dollars a month going down to the laundromat and now i'm going to spend 75 dollars a month and have my own washer dryer yeah see you yeah. improved her life we improved her life the end result is she's saving money and a significant amount of time instead of spending hours at the laundromat now she throws it in at her house yeah she, she can go do something she can go take a college class she can go spend some time with her kids she can go to work you know, that the value created is significant. It's measurable. Um, and so don't hate what you don't understand. Try exactly. to understand. Exactly. So you mentioned mistakes. Can you, can you just share a little bit, some of those mistakes with us? I know sometimes those things are embarrassing, but. It's not um, embarrassing. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm glad you say it. It's not embarrassing. In fact, it's human. Yeah. Um, early. Uh, I, two mistakes pop in my head. Okay. The, the first one that pops in my head is and then, and not mistakes. They're life lessons. If I don't make them, I don't know how to get better. Yeah. But early in my investing career in DC, I was buying new construction condos before they were even built. So, you know, you'd put like $25,000 down, wait a year and a half it's built. 
the purchase price of the condo is 250, but by the time it's built, it was worth 350. It just made sense. Yeah. So I had a lot of swagger back in the in the 2000s because I was, <laughs> a lot of money. I was making a lot of money. I walked in and I um, uh, bought a penthouse condo in DC and I went straight to the the development company that was building it. They had a lot like a line. It was like first come first served line that day where people were signing up. And I went right to the front to Michelle, who was a vice president of this company. I'm like, look, Michelle, I, I, I need that penthouse condo. I have 50 grand for the down payment. Your job is to sell it. I want to buy it. What, why am I going to wait in line? What's the, what's the issue? So yeah. she sold it to me. <laughs> but here's the mistake I made. I bought that condo because I was chasing money and a status. Killed me. I didn't think about the exit strategy. I didn't think about how much I could rent it for. I didn't think about, nor did I even know about uh, that, you know, real estate has, you can't see it. Real estate has booms, busts, and cycles, and a cycle was coming. Yeah. Man, I, that, I had to short sale that thing. Um, and, you know, I lost a couple hundred thousand dollars doing it, but what I learned was the, if I am going to invest in something, it's because I'm investing for reasons, for good reasons. If you just chase something to, oh, I'm going to make money off that. And you're chasing a status of being able to say, oh, I own a penthouse condo in the middle of the city. You're going to pay a price. And I did pay a price. That's one. But here's another way I paid a price. If, if I pay a price and it's just me, I can absorb it if I'm just hurting myself. But when I hurt other people, that's when you really learn. So early in the multifamily career, I was pulled into a deal. This is very early. I was pulled into a deal. It was a 12-unit building. Justifiably, we could get the rent up 40%. Justifiably. Mm -hmm. And it was going from like 1,100 to 1,600. So we're not talking like, you know, 1,000 to 2,000. But, you know, it's a, that's a pretty high jump. And it was in the D.C. area. And people can afford that in D.C. generally. Yeah. Do you know what you do to a family when all of a sudden you say, hey, send me an extra $400 a month? It's horrible. Yeah. And what I did inadvertently, because I hadn't provided value yet, mm -hmm. I hadn't renovated, I hadn't done anything. We just jacked the rents. That complex became so acidic towards management. Those families were angry. Those families felt like the man was coming down on them. I didn't realize what I had done. There's nothing wrong with raising rents when it's justifiable. You do have a business to run. But if you do it without providing value, a renovated interior, better landscaping, new services, a dog park, a, a barbecue stand, something yeah. to something. justify. I hurt those people and uh, that has never left me which is why I will only work in the affordable housing space because I want to make sure that type of thing doesn't happen to people. So, you know, that was a mistake I made very early in my career just because I just didn't understand what I was doing to people. Yeah, that's, that's so powerful. And that's, you know, really why we're in the affordable housing space as well. Yeah. Um, we've, we've just seen such dramatic negligence um and some of it's because you know some people are just bad people you know they're just yeah not, of course they're idiots in this they're, space they're, yeah. they, they're either idiots they're way in way over their heads um they're just not very good humans um they don't think about and now a common mistake that we make everybody makes is not thinking about 
um, our end, our end result, the end result exactly. of our policy, the end result of our actions. And, yeah. you know, we, um, we create our own property management company to help us uh, for that reason um, so that we can see it all the way down the stream. And I know that's, it's probably slowed us in our progress quite a bit um, mm -hmm. instead of taking on third party property management, because it's an easy way to get stuck in the weeds. But tell us, um, tell us a little bit about how you guys are, what you guys are doing to make the world a better place make our future a better place. Yeah, man, listen, I, you're a public servant like me. I have a servant mindset that developed from being in the military since age 21, then becoming a street cop at age 33. I just like the idea that I impacted someone's life in a meaningful way. So I, you know, when I left being a police officer last year in September, I struggled with it because I was impacting people in a unique way. but on the Quattro Capital side, on the real estate side, both what you and I are doing and many other good people are doing it, providing better affordable housing in a city is serving a community, an, under, an, underserviced, an underserviced community in a big way. Um, so that's our mission. We, we stay in that space. We try and find properties that we can improve. We will improve them, nominally raise in, uh, rent, but also, work hard to get operational expenses down because I can, I can get the value of the, of the complex up that way as well and then give people a better place to go. Um, so on a personal level, you know, a good portion of what I make, I will put to philanthropic causes. Last year, I was in the Mideast on Christmas and going door to door, and I wanted to find a way to change people's decade in a five-minute period. Yeah. So, you know... <laughs> pay for their surgeries, pay for a cancerous tumor to be removed, pay for a tutor for an autistic kid and yeah. his family for two years. Like you, there's so, there's so much good that can come out of conscious business or conscious capitalism, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Um, so we, 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 we push on that and, you know, we, we do it institutionally with Quattro and then each of our members tends to do a lot of work in their own respective communities. And, for me, that's in DC, but it's also overseas, typically in the Mideast. Yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. And, and just to provide a little perspective, um, you know, a doctor may make $800 a month uh, in, in a place or, or $500 a month, uh, fully trained medical school, bo boarded certified doctor in, in Jamita, Chad. Um, one of the places I've been and working with docs there is you know, they're, they're not making much money. Um, and so the, your ability, um, if you have that time freedom and uh, financial freedom to go and do stuff is significant. You can make yeah. a huge difference. Um, I can't, and it just makes you feel good. And it makes you feel good. That's, you know. It's good. The more I give it away, the, it's not giving it away, but the more you do for people, the more you feel better about, life and causes and stuff and it, it does matter now i get why all these people like people who've had money for decades and generations and stuff give a lot of it away because what else are you going to do with it you only need a certain amount to live yeah you only need a a little bit right and yeah. that blew my mind when somebody showed me you know 
in college, I graduated college when I was 30 years old. Um, and, uh, he came, he came to class. He was just wearing just regular clothes. Looked like he shopped at Walmart. And now I shop yeah. at Walmart, Walmart. Cause why not? You know, it's closest to night, but, uh, you know, he showed us the line and he said, this is your point of choice. This is when your income exceeds your expenses. Yep. Once you get there, you can do whatever you want. Yep. Life. Um, and so he's like, start, figure out where your point of choice is, get your expenses down as low as possible, create passive income for yourself, and then go live the life that you want to live. That's it. And that's the key. That's the key. That's the key. But I, I want to stress for your listenership, if you will, it, it doesn't mean you have to have $10 million. It could mean you just have five grand of passive and two grand of bills. You're still yeah. there. You could have eight grand of passive and five grand of bills. You're there. This notion we need 20 million to live life, it, it's insane. And it will never be discussed in formal education or on TV or whatever, because the typical consumer society, we used to produce stuff in this country. Now we just buy stuff. Yeah. They want us to consume more and more and more so we can go back to work and keep doing it. If you can limit your expenses to something reasonable, I'm not saying scarcity, live how you want, yeah. but create income on top of that and don't constantly increase your standard of living. You can be free so fast relative to your whole life. You don't need to be sitting in cube land till you're 45 years old, but we're just never taught that stuff. It's the people who self-educate who get ahead of the game. Yeah. hundred percent. Thank you yeah. for Thank you for that message. Thank you for all the things you, you shared with us today. Um, real quick, tell me something wild about yourself that very few people know. <laughs> uh, wild. Let's see. Uh, I'm, a he- I'm a heavy traveler. You, you, you mentioned that. Um, I'm at 97 countries over 300 times. No, I don't want to see every country. That was never the point. The, the, the point was I wanted constant learning. Yeah. I don't want to know everything. I want to keep learning. And one of the best ways you can keep learning is by immersing yourself in cultures you know absolutely nothing about. Don't research it on the internet every time you go somewhere. Just go. Talk to the taxi driver. Talk to the bus station dude. Talk to the restaurant owner. Talk to the little bodega on the side of the street in Colombia. Learn something. Yeah. So I love to immerse myself in different places. I kind of do it all the time. And my definition of you know having been somewhere is have I spent two weeks of significant time either working, volunteering, or interacting? And, you know, that has manifested in many ways, like going to the Finnish Arctic five times in a year and oh, learning nice. about native Swami people, which is their indigenous people. Like, there's so much to learn in this life. You may as well get out there and do it. For some reason, we get to adulthood and we start pressing repeat every day. Yeah. You know, I don't do that. I'm not interested in that at all why yeah that's we didn't do it when we were kids you know (laughs) why are we doing it when we're adults I, i know we have responsibilities don't get me wrong but what i'm suggesting is you don't have to do what you think society wants you to do create your passive income keep your expenses low create your freedom lifestyle experience people and cultures and places enjoy learn forget about the titles and and competing with everybody all the time and valedictorian and mvp and i gotta be in the ap class and 
Well, you're going to AP yourself right to never experiencing anything by age 80. I don't know. <laughs> Go out there and you, you live well the best you can. Absolutely. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Maurice, really uh, enjoyed talking with you today. Yeah. Uh, I know you and I share uh, very similar outlooks on life. And I, I tell you, my life has been so enriched through the people we've met, the difference yeah. we've been able to make and, you know, living a life of meaning. If you think about Viktor Frankl's book, yes, you know, it's so much better than focusing on the, on the bad things in your life or the mistakes or what somebody did to you 37 years ago, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, get out and live life, go do something fulfilling. But um, thank you for joining us on this call. I, you know, again, really enjoy speaking with you. How can our audience reach you? Yeah. Um, so I'm very active on social media. I think the number one place is LinkedIn, just Maurice Philogene, LinkedIn. Um, talking all about those freedoms and freedom lifestyle and investing and my journey and all the mistakes that I made so people can benefit from them. So LinkedIn is a good one. Instagram is a good one. That's just Maurice Philogene. It's more visual wherever I might be in the world or home with kids or something. Yeah. Um, Quattro Capital is obviously one of my businesses. Um, the website is the Quattro Way, Q-U-A-T-T-R-O-W-A-Y, thequattroway.com. So you can just register there, look at our projects. If you're interested, set a, set a meeting with me. And uh, yeah, I mean, I the same way I'm excited to talk with you about this stuff, I love talking to other people, man, because we can really, I love the fact that through social media, we can actually connect with each other now. Yeah. You don't have to seek information from Fidelity or Schwab, for right. example. Like I can talk to Sam and Sam can talk to Mo and we can share that info that has actually worked without having a middleman there. So I love talking to people about this stuff. So I hope people reach out. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I hope so too. It's um, the whole purpose of clean money is to be able to know where your money's going and to make yeah. a difference with it. It's for our future. It's like cleaning, you know, clean energy or clean eating, you're paying attention. And, uh, and, we, and we can do that. You, 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 we, we have to. And one more thing, Sam, I, I just posted this morning on LinkedIn because I was talking to a friend about it and it really gets me angry. We blindly throw all of our money into these 401ks and there are these management fees that exist there that no one ever pays attention to. Yeah. If, if people start at the same day, two people start the same day and someone's paying 1% management fee and the other person's paying 10% management fee over the long term, excuse me, 3% management fee over the long term, the person who was paying 3% versus 1%, they have 65% less wealth. Less. Crazy. It, we are getting robbed. The average human is getting robbed and they don't know. So keep listening to clean money so you can hear about things like that, that can definitely, you know, help, help you uh, create your wealth and not put it in the pockets of others so they can retire. Yeah. We'll have to have you back to talk more specifically about that because uh, those fees, that's some of the, you know, things like that are why we started this in the first place because yeah, it's hidden. It's hidden. It's not clean. Right. Yeah. It's not yeah. clean. So uh, thank you again. Um, thank you all for turning tuning in to Clean Money, where we talk about sustainable investing that improves society. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, we'd appreciate a five-star review. And if you are interested in impact investing, uh, please reach out to Maurice Philogene at Quattro Capital um, or myself at wildmountaincapital.com. 
You can find me, Samuel Sells, on LinkedIn and Twitter at Clean Money Sam. And finally, make your investing matter. Folks, make it matter. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to Clean Money, where we talk about sustainable investing that improves society. We are passionate about creating great investment returns to investors who want to use their money to make a positive social impact in the world. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd appreciate a five-star review. And if you are interested in making your investing matter, please connect with us at wildmountaincapital.com. Or you can find me, Samuel Sells, on LinkedIn, on Twitter at Sells underscore Samuel, on Instagram at Clean Money Sam, or on Facebook. And finally, make your investing matter.